Welcome back. Today is November 22nd, and if you're stateside, you know that tomorrow is a special day. It is Thanksgiving. And uh, this is, in many ways, the start of the holiday season. Uh, you know, regardless of where you are in the world, you are very likely to be partaking in some type of holiday uh, over the next several weeks, which is a wonderful thing. But if you've had trouble sleeping, you may have been a bit scared of this. You know, maybe you'll have people visiting you. Maybe you'll be traveling. Maybe there'll be changes in the schedule. And you wonder how to meet this given the, the difficulty you've had about sleep. Well, if so, I'm so glad you're here because today is a very special day. We are making history here. What a change has been so profound that I look full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just sometimes it's just so simple. Like the truth, the truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is a Sleep Coach School. It is the third time that we are going to take a look at the holiday episode from 2021 that was aired 2022 as well. And when something has happened three times, it is a tradition. So this is really, I believe, the beginning of a tradition here at the State Fair School. Without further ado, let us jump in, take a listen to an episode where myself and Coach Michelle are discussing how to meet sleep difficulties during the holidays. Hope you find this really, really. Hi, everyone, and welcome to an extra special holiday episode on the channel with Coach Michelle. <laughs> Hi, Bryn. Hi, Daniel. Good to be here. Super nice having you back, as always. And we were just saying before we started recording that we don't know exactly where this is going to go, but we have kind of an overarching plan, which is a lot of people in the community right now are going to be traveling. New things are going to happen. Maybe you're going to have guests. Things are going to be a little different, which can be a type of tricky situation. So I want to talk about this. So actually, let's throw it back to you, Michelle. Where, where should we start? Sure. Yeah, I feel you. I think that as much as we all look forward to Christmas and the holidays and all of it, because it's such an exciting time, we can forget that it's also typically a stressful time for a lot of us. And I mean, if you're traveling, you're away from home, you're away from your normal bed, your normal routines, just everything is really different. There's a lot of change involved in that. And even if you're at home, like you mentioned, if you're hosting people, all of a sudden your house is full of family members, lots of different kind of stresses and noises and like all of it. And you have a lot more pressure maybe around cooking and entertaining and all that kind of stuff. So I think whether you're traveling, whether you're hosting, a lot of times the holiday just comes with a lot of maybe unexpected stress and pressure that for even the most normal sleeper, the most chilled out person is going to result in elevated levels of stress and sometimes losing sleep over it as well. And so I think when people who are who have insomnia, who are recovering from insomnia, it can be extra challenging because they're already, you know, working on trying to reduce hyperarousal and all of that. And suddenly they I think they can feel like a spike in hyperarousal during this type of year. And that can lead to a little bit of panic of what's going on or, oh, no, I'm going backwards. I think that's that's kind of something that people can be concerned about. 
100%. Yeah, you just set this up really well. I think we can sort of think about this now in the terms of anticipatory insomnia, meaning like, you know, something is going to happen, you know, you're going to travel, you know, you're going to host people. And the thought of that is scary to you. You already before it's happened, you can sense this kind of hyper arousal is lifting, it's kind of increasing now. I think for me, sort of you, you already brought this one up. So for me, like the, one of the first points for me, when somebody has this like anticipatory insomnia is what you already brought up, that it is totally normal to have some choppy sleep when things are changing for every human being out there. That is totally normal. I always to point that one out, you know, having said that one, that it's normal for everyone. If you've had trouble sleeping, I can be kind of like even more so, of course. But having said that one, would you like to expand on that one? Or do you have like another point you want to make? Where do you want to take it from here? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a really good point. And it's a good reminder that it's just so normal. You know, it's so normal around this time of year. There's so much anticipation. There's so many events and changes and stress. It's really normal to start to feel more stress, start to notice the hyperarousal go up, start to notice sleeping less or having more of those like symptoms of hyperarousal with your sleep. And I think the tricky part for people that are working on their insomnia recovery is that you know, for, for like an, a person who's a normal sleeper, if they start to experience more stress and hyperarousal and sleeplessness and all of it, they just kind of accept that. They just kind of see that as normal. They get why it's happening and they don't read too much into it. They don't really apply too much meaning to it. But when somebody who's recovering from insomnia starts to experience all this, there's such a different relationship that they have with feeling high levels of hyperarousal, with feeling stress in their body that it's like there's a fear associated with feeling that all of a sudden, right? It's like stress is no longer just stress. It takes on a bigger meaning in their lives. It's now something that could impede the recovery process. It could set them back. And so it takes on this meaning, almost like a snowball that's going down a hill, getting bigger and bigger, creating more and more pressure around sleep itself, of course, which just leads to even less sleep. I think that's why it's extra challenging. There's this complicated historical relationship with a lot of these feelings and with the hyperarousal itself. 100%. And I think, you know, to sort of like almost summarize this, we can say that someone who never really struggled with sleep, let's say, they have some sleepless nights around the holidays and they interpret that as like, of yeah. course, I feel like nothing that's typical. That always happens, right? And as somebody who's who has struggled, who is kind of in the recovery process, it's same say, exact same thing happens and the inter interpretation becomes oh no, this shouldn't be happening. This is going to derail everything. Everything I work, I'm back to square one, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the sort of summary becomes, but it's the same thing. The same thing has happened to both people and you can interpret it the exact same way. This is just typical normal stress around the holidays, right? Yeah, exactly. And I do think the insomnia folks probably feel it more in their bodies. There's more of a, we feel more of a response, right? Because we're, we have those high hyperarousal levels to begin with. So there's more sensation going on. Maybe there's a little bit more sleeplessness, so, but then that's even easier to read into even more, create that same story. But yeah, you're absolutely right when you mentioned the story is that it's setback, that it's ruining progress, that it's, we're back to square one now because this has happened. And there's, I think it, it's really easy to kind of catastrophize that type of experience especially if you've been working really hard on your insomnia recovery and you've really been showing up differently and putting in the work, I think it can feel can feel really frustrating and even maybe scary as well to have this type of experience over the holidays. Well said. And I think we, we covered this kind of first portion very nicely about like 
the normalcy of this in itself and the interpretation of the meaning, etc. Now, another thing that came to my mind here was a point I love to make whenever somebody tells me it's the holidays and I'm going to host or it's the holidays and I'm going to travel here and I'm going to do this. What do you think? My go-to point there is always, this is amazing. Yeah. Like there's so many people. And, and by the way, if you, you know, are listening in here and you were planning to travel and you decided not to, or you were planning to host people and you decided not to, you know, maybe that was just what you needed. Maybe that was an act of self-kindness, not, no judgment whatsoever there. However, if you have had trouble sleeping and you still decided to host people, still decided to travel, I'm like, that's amazing. You took, like, you made this decision from a place of courage. You're going to go ahead and, and travel places, go somewhere or host people or whatnot, even though that is scary to you. And I think that, that is amazing. That is so helpful because it teaches the brain, teaches us that we can do things even if there's going to be discomfort. And it teaches us that we are safe even in the struggle. And it's just so helpful to kind of reduce uh, the overall struggle. And, and so I think pointing out the courage and bravery there is, is one of my go-to things. What do you think? I agree. That's huge. I do. I think it takes an immense amount of courage to move forward with holiday plans, especially around hosting, especially around traveling when you're in this phase of insomnia recovery, because it feels really delicate when you're in it. It just feels like you want to protect it as much as possible. And of course, part of recovery, the process is to also allow life to happen and to also re-engage with your life and re-engage with things that feel meaningful for you. And that tends to be, you know, family and, and holiday things and, and events and activities. So you're right, but it does take a lot of courage to actually do that, if that feels right. And I think part of it too is like, you almost have to know, okay, I'm going into this stressful period. I'm probably going to sleep less. I'm probably going to experience more hyperarousal right now. It's normal. Everybody experiences this and almost accept that there's going to be like almost like a speed bump coming up or maybe you're in it now and say like it's normal that I'm here it's okay that I'm in this speed bump right now and I'm feeling more symptoms and I'm feeling I'm sleeping even less and all of this and reinforce that you know what I chose to spend the holiday with my family and I, I value that and so I'm going to accept that I'm in this speed bump. I really think it's also important for people to remember and to remind themselves it's temporary, just like every other speed bump. I think the holiday speed bumps can feel bigger and harder because there, there's so much stress around the holiday. So I think it can suddenly represent this pretty significant feeling speed bump, but that it is temporary, it will pass, and it doesn't represent stepping backwards or you know, sliding back into a bad place at all. Not at all. Really, really normal. And I know it's hard to accept having those experiences, especially around the holidays and we want to feel our best, but it really does lead to the path of least resistance ultimately, which is where we want to be, especially around the holidays. It's, it, you know, as you were speaking, Michelle, I, I think you just coined a new, like a new term here that we'll use now, which is the speed bump. What did I say? You talked about the holiday speed bump. Ah, and I think, I think, you know, that's a real thing. It really segued nicely into what I was thinking of, uh, of, which was, why is it that the holiday speed bump can be kind of like extra difficult? Well, to me, it's it's a lot about expectations around the holidays, which is this, this is a festive time. This is a happy time. This is a time where I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be social. I'm supposed to interact with other people. I'm supposed to be happy around other people, et cetera, et cetera. And then it adds this extra layer of like, but if I don't sleep, I'm not going to be the same person. 
I'm not going to be able to have fun with my friends and family, etc. That I think adds kind of this extra layer to the holiday speed bump, if you will. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that the holiday speed bump is bigger because the holidays represent a lot of change kind of all at once, regardless of what you're doing. There's like layers of things that are suddenly different that could represent a bit of a threat to your to your brain in some way. So I think those two things combined, all the expectations you have around the holidays and who you want to be in the holidays to your family, and then all of the change that's happening kind of almost overnight in some cases, right? If your family suddenly shows yeah. up or stuff, like that's a big change. So that I think that stuff together just comes together and can create bigger speed bumps that feel a lot bigger. And then because they feel bigger, they feel more threatening. They feel much more threatening to your progress. They make you question, did I even make progress if I'm here? Like a lot of doubt, things like that. And all of that's normal to experience. But of course, that's not the case. It is just, it's just a holiday speed bump, as you said. Yeah, just exactly right. And let's say, you know, we, we talked a lot about how pointing out that all this is normal and expected. I think that is so helpful and such a nice way to meet all this. And now, if we go into the the specific situation where you feel the pressure to be like social, be around people, be et cetera, et cetera. And, and we did a whole episode about like this depersonalization, which this is similar to, but what are your thoughts around that part, interacting with people, thinking about how they will perceive you and all that? What is a nice way to meet that type of um, situation or challenge? Oh, interesting. I do think that's really challenging. If you're feeling a lot of depersonalization around the holidays, and we talked about this in that in the video where we called it the wall, where you feel like there's a wall between you and other people, this inability to feel like yourself or feel like you're able to connect with people. And I do think that's especially hard around the holidays because, again, those expectations of connection around the holidays and I think a big part of it is understanding why we feel that way, why the wall is there in the first place, and which can be really a combination of all the pressure we're putting on ourselves, all the emotional exhaustion that we're feeling, we're feeling depressed, if we're feeling, uh, you know, as though we're shut down in some way, all of which is very normal to experience. Um, but that can result in, in this depersonalization and feeling like we can't connect with people very well. So I think the first part is understanding that it's normal and there are some reasons why that that you can be feeling that way. And um, you know, I think I think part of it too is is kind of almost allowing that to be the case, like creating some space for that to be the case and to not put as much pressure on yourself. So I think it goes back to that idea of of become aware of what your expectations are. Are you having a lot of pressure around certain expectations? Can you remove some of those, some of those expectations and some of that pressure from yourself? Um, you know, it's okay if you're not the life of the party, maybe like you were last year or how you normally are. You don't have to be. And maybe find ways to engage with family and friends in ways that do feel good for you. And that might be, you know, seeing people more one-on-one -on -one or maybe, you know, going to the big gathering, but doing something there that feels comfortable and leaving if you need to leave earlier, things like that, like giving yourself a little bit more flexibility and taking all the expectation and pressure off of yourself. And I also think it really helps if you have a family member or a friend that even if they can't understand what you're going through fully, if you have a close relationship where you can still talk to them about how you're feeling 
and and open up, I think that really helps as well, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, you just have at least one connection where you can kind of say, this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling a lot of pressure to be a certain way, um, but that's not really how I'm feeling. And oftentimes people will meet us where we are. if They're close people in our lives and say, oh, that's okay. How about we go sit over here and talk about, you know, what's going on with you, that kind of thing. So I think, um, yeah, you know, some, Something along those lines is what I was thinking of for, for that, because I know it's hard. 100%. And, and you know, um, you said so many things that I think are super helpful. And, you know, what particularly resonated with me and what I would, I, you know, I was kind of asking myself the, the same yeah. question, like, what, what would I, uh, what would I share with someone that could be helpful? It was really along the line. So like, you know, you said maybe last year or later before you were kind of the life of the party or super social, and maybe you're not going to be that. Maybe it's not going to be like that this year. And that's fine. That doesn't mean anything. That just means that, you know, you've gone through the struggle and and things are a little bit more difficult. It doesn't mean anything else. Um, yeah. uh, th there's no meaning or interpretation beyond that. And there's nothing, uh, no judgment, no pressure, like nothing has really changed except, you know, you've had this particular struggle. So yeah, I think this, that one was a really big one to me. It is all about the pressure we put on ourselves, I think, with that and how we're showing up. And really, no one else is really thinking that. Exactly. It's the thing, but we're convinced, oh no, you know, I'm going to ruin things or, you know, things like that. And, and other people may, yeah, they may notice like, oh, Michelle was a little bit more quiet this year than last year. And then pretty much that's it. Like they, you know, they won't be like pondering or thinking or, or you know, it, they will just notice that and that's all. It's nothing more to it. Um, exactly. There won't be a story that, you know, oh, they're, because they're a little bit more removed or reserved and quiet. Oh, well, I don't really, they're not as good of a person this exactly. year because exactly. that's what we tell ourselves, like stories like that. But those are our stories, not other people's stories. And so it's helpful to see like, what is the story you're telling yourself around feeling depersonalization over the holidays just to see what that, what that brain is doing. hundred percent. Wow. And I think, you know, to me where I think, you know, where we could maybe another thing we could talk about was, uh, along the lines of, um, you know, if you decided to, you know, you went, you took that trip, you had people or you did something despite being afraid. Yeah. And now the holidays are over. Let's say the holidays are over. Then uh, I think it's uh, often a nice time to say, well done. To yeah. You know, well done. You you did that thing. Even though you're scared, you did it. And that's just a nice thing to say to yourself now. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think we're all really bad at looking back and acknowledging ourselves and celebrating ourselves for moments where we're really, uh, we're brave, basically, to make certain decisions. So I think, you know, if somebody is going through the holidays, and even if they're in a speed bump as a result, and they're coming out of the holidays feeling exhausted, and like their sleep isn't where it was before the holidays, it's okay. And like, still take a moment to acknowledge yourself and celebrate yourself that you just hosted your family for the holidays, or you just traveled or whatever you did for the holidays, um, that it brought you meaning and it brought you closer to people that you love and that the speed bump is okay. So I think you're right. Yeah. You need to acknowledge, we need to acknowledge ourselves more. Exactly. Like, you, you know, just emphasizing your point is that, uh, there are a lot of challenges around the holidays for everyone that isn't, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's it's a nice time, but it's also a challenging time for everyone. And somebody who, let's say, hosts people over the holidays, that's you know, good good for them. Well done. But if you did that, despite like, or even in this struggle, even in the speed bump, even more kudos to you. Really, really well done. To celebrate yourself 
for doing that and, you know, for showing up that way because it's really hard and it was probably really scary. And, and then also, can you accept where you are now, which is not moving backwards, but maybe in a speed bump and that's okay too, even though it's uh, unpleasant and my deal, can it, can it be okay? Can we work on acceptance? And I think that's the other thought I had as well is, um, throughout this whole experience of the holidays, as much as everything we talked about can lead to these holiday speed bumps. At the same time, being in these speed bumps is also uh, an opportunity to start to actually practice and to implement a lot of the teachings that they've been learning here or elsewhere. And I know that people cringe when I say that, that speed bumps are an opportunity, but they really are. And because nothing is more, nothing is more really, um, I guess, potent or effective than to start kind of having the intention to show up differently during your speed bump. And that doesn't mean being perfect. It doesn't mean implementing things exactly right. It just means having the intention to um, maybe want to accept a little bit more today. Um, Maybe do a little bit more self-care or self-kindness today. All those little things that you can start to bring in. And it's, it's so much more powerful if we do that when we're actually in the middle of that speed bump as opposed to when things are going really, really well. That makes sense. Yes, yeah, no. powerful uh, experience, and it helps. That's what helps eventually kind of lift us out of that place. Hundred percent. Super well said. And uh, you know, as we're speaking now, I was realizing I, I, uh, we we could have we could have started with 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 uh, in an, another place. I sort of forgot to ask you know to to talk a little bit about you know Coach Michelle as well here. So let's let's say we 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 we've talked about we've shared some I think really helpful things around the holidays, etc. Now let's, let's move over to it's a little bit different territory here, which is, um, you know, you're, you're, are you, um, you know, Coach Alina, yeah, I kind of announced that she was sort of going full time as a sleep coach. And yourself, are you, is this what you do mostly now or are you? Are you- I'm not fully there yet, but mostly I'm still, um, I'm doing a lot of sleep coaching these days, which is great. It's actually my primary thing right now. And I'm also in the process of still building up my own business, but I'm not quite there yet on that front. Um, and but eventually that will be the plan to work with, uh, you know, people that are struggling with all sorts of different chronic issues, including insomnia. Uh, so I hope to be doing that as well. In addition to continuing to, you know, work with the sleep coach school and all the focus on sleep coaching, which has been really great. So I'm not completely full full time yet, but. Uh, it's it is moving in that direction, so that's been exciting. It's amazing. Sure. Yeah, and uh, and I'm you know, it is you know, I want just want to share with the community that I was yeah, as they know, like I was so happy when you joined. I knew you'd you know you'd help so many people, and um, and then we started this like one on one coaching program, which has really been growing. And uh, you you shared with me actually just before we started that this um. This week was actually the first week that you were fully booked. Yeah, first one, which is kind of nice because it was like right before Christmas, like a good, you know, good vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting to see that for sure. Yeah, super nice. And how uh, how has the one on one coach work been on your end? Have you have you liked it? I know you you thought this was going to be for you. How has it been? Yeah, really good. I really really like it. I've been I've been really enjoying it. I was very nervous at the beginning. Um, but I feel like mostly now the nerves are gone. So that's kind of nice. And I've been able to 
relax and ease into it a little bit more. Uh, so that that has been really enjoyable. And it's been great to, I've gotten to know and connected with so many people over the last few months. So that's been really great too. And sometimes, you know, when you'll work with somebody and then you don't hear from them, it's probably because they're doing well. But then also I find myself wondering, like, I wonder how they're doing. Are they doing well? So that's, you know, an interesting yeah. part too is you don't want to because it means they're doing well, but you still will kind of wonder and hope that they're doing I recognize that so much, Michelle. And uh, and what you said about connecting with people like that, that's been a, you know, part of this uh, journey that I didn't really foresee, but that's been a really enriching part of it, which is, uh, you know, I sent out these books the other day to some of you know, the coaching and, and it, the coaching. Mine's not here yet, Daniel. It's not here yet? <laughs> oh, for yet. Christmas. I didn't sell it. Come on. Sorry, go on. But yeah, I sent, you know, I sent one to like Hong Kong, one to Slovakia, one to Canada. Yeah, um, to Belgium and connecting with people in like Israel, you know, you are Neil and and other people out there. It's been really, really amazing. And um, finally, here, um, what are your holiday plans? Oh, um, you know what? I don't have a very busy holiday uh, planned. It's going to be very relaxed. Um, I have a brother who lives in California with his wife and children. And so unfortunately, they're not coming up this year because of all of the things that are going on in the world right now. So normally we would have a larger family gathering. But this year, it's um, myself, my husband, my parents. So we're going to gather for a big Christmas dinner like we always do. And then uh, I have a bunch of really fun plans uh, with friends kind of next week, which I'm looking forward to with a couple of couple of good friends that I haven't seen in a while. And other than that, I think it's just going to be a lot of relaxing, <laughs> sleeping, relaxing, a lot of eating. I predict <laughs> heavy, heavy amounts of gluttony <laughs> over the next seven days. Sounds amazing. Sounds yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to share that too. Uh, uh, we are, um, we're going to be here in Oregon. Um, we're going to celebrate Christmas with my wife's sister and their family. And then New Year's uh, family friend, uh, my wife's friend is coming for New Year's. But overall, similar to yours, nothing really big. Yeah. No Christmas dinner and and uh, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, same, kind of a laid back. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine with me. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes those can be some of the best ones. So I'm looking forward to it. Perfect. Well, wrap up there. And uh, thanks. Uh, uh, thanks, Michelle, always for being here. And uh, and, and to everyone out there, hope, hope you have a really nice holidays. Yeah, same. Happy holidays, everyone. Okay. No, Bye. That was all for today. I hope you found this episode really eye-opening. And if you're looking for something more tangible, then head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com, and you'll find several coaching options where our teachings can be contextualized for you personally. If you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side.